please won't you be my neighbor? It is a beautiful day. Doesn't matter what it's like outside, can be a beautiful day inside. Mm-hmm. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when and where you're tuning in. This is episode 39 of the Blue Collar Executive Podcast, and I am your host, Lewis Talby Jr. thy neighbor as thyself. That's not just a suggestion, that's a commandment. In fact, Jesus said there is no commandment greater than this one. That means loving people who may not look like you, vote like you, think like you, or dress like you. That means ELE. Everybody love everybody. I know that's not always easy, but doing this episode is, so let's go. Last week, I attended two funerals, and at both of them, I had multiple people say to me, we need to stop meeting like this. And I couldn't agree more, but the sad truth is, it's about the only time I see many of these folks. Technology's great, but it's created such a fast-moving world that we just don't seem to have time to spend with one another anymore. You would think it's making us more efficient so we would have even more time, but the fact is, the more technology, the more distractions we have. Even at these funerals, I had several people look at their phone while we were speaking. And truth be known, I did the same thing. We have certainly changed as a society, and I don't like it. When I was a youngin', we would visit with family and friends often. And that's exactly what we called it, a visit. We would go for a visit. We didn't need an invitation, we just showed up and they were happy to see us. We would stay for hours and many times they would even cook dinner for us. We just enjoyed each other's company, telling stories and sharing laughs. Now, Dad didn't like to leave the house much, but he sure loved when people visited us. He could be busy working on something, but when someone pulled in our driveway, he dropped everything and invited them in to share a glass of tea and sit a spell. Weather permitting, that was on the front porch. Oh, the good old front porch. You know, growing up, the front porch is where my family spent most of our time. I mean, if you drove by my house in the summertime, you would see Dad sitting out there with his banjo and glass of tea. And some of my fondest memories as a child was when we would visit my dad's family in eastern Kentucky, or down home as dad called it. Us kids would always run around the front yard playing while the adults all sat on the front porch and told big stories. And then come evening time, we would all be piled on the porch eating ice cream and just enjoying each other's company. The only distraction we had was the screen door creaking and slamming every time someone went in or out of the house. I believe the front porch is a long-lost treasure, and our society would be so much better if people would just take a little time to slow down and enjoy sharing some big stories, a cup of coffee, and a slice of pie. Nowadays, you're lucky to keep a conversation with anyone longer than a minute without them looking at their phone or checking their social media. I'm guilty of it myself. I catch myself doing it, I know it's not right, and it's flat rude. Like many of my faults, though, I recognize it and I'm working on it. But we're not here to talk about me, we're here to talk about our neighbors. I have an Ernest Tubb quote on a bumper sticker hanging on my wall. It says, if you want better neighbors, be a better neighbor. I just love that, and it's a good reminder for me every time I read it. I suppose that could be said about any relationship. If you want a better friend, be a better friend. Better brother, be a better brother. Better spouse, better cousin. On and on. They are actually all our neighbors, according to the Bible. See, when we think of neighbor, we think of the person living next door. 
but God says it's everyone we meet. One of my favorite Bible stories is when that lawyer tried to challenge Jesus on the commandment of love thy neighbor. Like most lawyers, he was looking for a loophole in the commandment, and he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? As in, define the word neighbor. Is it who lives next door to me? Who's in my political party? My religious brothers? My same race? I love how Jesus answered him. I can just picture Jesus standing there calmly, letting the lawyer ask his question. And then he says, a certain man. (laughs) He just goes right into the parable. Jesus is so cool. He says, a certain man went down from Jerusalem, and he fell amongst thieves, who stripped and wounded him and left him half dead. A priest passed by and looked at him and then passed on the other side of the road. Then a Levite did the same thing. But then a Samaritan comes by, and he sees him and has compassion for him. He bandages him up, pours some oil on his wounds, and then carries him to the nearest hotel. He pays the hotel clerk and tells them to take care of him. He says, I'll stop back by and pay you any additional charges that are necessary. Then Jesus looked at the lawyer and says, now you tell me, who's the good neighbor? The lawyer said, well, the Samaritan, of course. Jesus said, then go be a good neighbor. (laughs) I just love that story. It really defines who our true friends and loved ones are. It's not someone that shares the same religion or political party as us. I mean, I guess that would cut down on the arguing, but I have friends from all walks of life. It's also not someone that we spend every day with. I'm so thankful for all the wonderful friends and family that I have in this world. Some I talk to every day, and others I haven't seen in years. But they are all friends and or family that have shared some part of my life's journey and will always have a special place in my heart. I have lifelong friends and friends that I've only known a short time. You know, a man is truly blessed to have many friends. Because for you to call them a friend, they must also call you a friend. And like I said before, you don't even have to share the same views or opinions. You know, when I was 16, I worked as a busboy in a restaurant for these two Jewish guys. I remember on my first day, they got into an argument about something and were yelling at each other. It was so bad, I thought it might be the end of their business partnership. Then the next day, they did the same thing. It became almost a daily routine for them, and I was actually starting to enjoy it. One day, I strongly agreed with one of them, so I opened my big mouth and chimed in. The one I was agreeing with turned on me and upheld the other guy. I was confused, but I was at least smart enough to recognize I was in a no-win situation, so I shut up and went back to bussing tables. What I learned from that is they weren't arguing to prove who was right, Rather, they were just trying to understand each other's side. While they argued hard and loudly to get their point across, they weren't trying to destroy the other's point and had a mutual respect. These fellas were lifelong best friends and in business together their entire lives. I think a lot of us can learn from this, especially the folks in Washington. That was Jesus' definition of a true neighbor or friend. It's not someone that tears us down. It's someone that picks us up out of the ditch. We all have those people that could just pass us by seeing us laying there bleeding and would say, well, if you need anything, call me. You ever had someone like that? Someone you thought you could count on, but when the chips were down, they just passed you by or avoided you. I call them ducks because they're right there by our side until the bread's gone and then they fly away. What they don't think about is someday you may pass them by laying in a ditch. You know, being there for a friend is the greatest gift you can give. But allowing them to be there for you is also a great gift. See, the root of loving others as yourself is loving yourself. I mean, if you don't like who you are, you can't truly like someone else. I mean, you may like who they are or maybe even wish you were more like them. 
but you cannot truly give them love until you love yourself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. It doesn't say love your neighbor more than you love yourself, or even if you don't love yourself. It says as, or the same as yourself. So if you're struggling with being a good friend, maybe sit down in front of a mirror and start with becoming a good friend of the one looking back at you. Don't like what you see? Change it. Don't like where you are? Move. You're not a tree. Whatever it is that may be keeping you from loving yourself or others, fix it. If you don't know how, just ask your maker. I promise you, friend, there is nothing in life that cannot be changed with willpower and faith. We all have thorns in our roses. The key is to focus on the beauty of the rose and not the pain of the thorn. And when we do that, we will also be a great fragrance for others rather than an annoying sticker bush. Self-love is very compelling in every aspect of life, especially when it comes to being a good friend. Love really does make the world go round. So love your neighbor, your friend, your family, and yourself. You know, being a friend doesn't mean you have to be everything to everyone. Because if you try, you can't be anything to anyone. A true friend is one who walks in when the rest of the world is walking out. It's not passing on the opposite side of the road when you see someone in a ditch. There will always be people like that in our lives. But it doesn't mean that's how we should be in return. Remember, God didn't say, love your neighbor as they love you. Nope, he said, love them as you love yourself. Not everyone loves me, but the ones that do make up for the others. And remember, friends don't always share the same opinions or values, and they may even argue or debate them, but they never tear each other down. Rather, they respect and love each other for exactly who they are. I'll end this episode with a great quote from Harry Truman. He said, If you want a friend in Washington, get a dog. Well, that concludes another episode of the Blue Collar Executive Podcast. I hope you found some value in it, or at the very least found it entertaining. I hope you all meet great neighbors along your journey. Thank you so much for listening.